0: so glad you're availing yourselves to the powerful message provided by wisdom connection the media ministry of wisdom international network ministries where individuals are being helped to shape their future to fulfill their god given destinies we pray the ensuing message will enable you to find fulfillment in life now let's receive the message Beginning well. Beginning well is a sequel to new beginnings. New beginnings, you start not new. You want to renew your mind and set everything uh, really right where it's supposed to be so that when God is uh, uh, pushing the blessing through, you would be able to benefit from it. How many of you know that blessing is an empowerment? Good. If God has empowered you, that power should bring a result that should be tangible for people to see So since we are in the beginning of the year, we're preparing our minds and our thoughts and everything so that we'll be able to come to a place of understanding that if God has blessed you, you have a responsibility to set certain things in place to make the blessing a reality. Anybody here? Good. If somebody gives you a lot of money and you don't put the money in a very good uh, investment tool, let me tell you, it can be a lot of money, But as you spend the money the money will go out the money will run out but if you're able to put it in a very good tool of investment see that little money will bring more money that's what blessing is all about blessing is an empowerment it's an investment god put in us but that blessing must yield dividend by how you what you invest the blessing anybody here so beginning well simply means that you have to put certain things in place when you're starting anything we're taking this year as the beginning of the year so we're preparing ourselves if you don't start January very well your 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 February will not be very well it will affect your March it will affect your April and then the end of the year said like, oh, what happened the year wasn't good for me it was good for somebody else But it wasn't good for you because you didn't begin well. All right. I like quoting scripture. Psalm uh, Psalm 11. Psalm 11. Very quickly. And somebody open to Ecclesiastes 7. Psalm 11. I'll read Ecclesiastes 7. 8. And you read the psalm for me. Anybody here? All right. Psalm 11. Ecclesiastes 7. I read from verse 6, it says, For like the crackling of thorns under a pot, so is the laughter of a fool. This also is vanity. Surely, oppression destroys a wise man's reason, and a bribe debases the heart. Verse 8, which I want you to pay attention, it says that the end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than what? The proud in spirit. I'll read again, the end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patience in spirit is better than the proud in spirit, which is simply telling us it's is good to look at the end of a thing when you're beginning and set your stakes and your foundations properly so that you can finish well than to rush through stuff and come to the end and realize that what well, you've chased a wild way. Anybody read Psalm eleven for me? He's talking about where the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Please read. From verse 3 to 5. If the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple, the Lord's throne is in heaven. Thank you. His eyes his eyes bright, the children of men. Praise God. So God is watching you. Even though he's empowered you to get everything that life has to offer, he wants you to build a foundation. And when we talk about foundation, everybody has an idea of how buildings are built. Buildings cannot come up unless there's a work done on the foundations. The beginning of the building is more important than what? The architectural beauty of the building. Anybody here? The higher the building, the deeper the foundation must go. The stronger the building determines the what the work they put in the foundation. Because if you're building a two-story building, you don't need to have what uh, a one-story what one foundation. If you're building a skyscraper, you don't need a two what uh, story building foundation. So I guess with that understanding. You know that your life is a well, It's an edifice. phase. And every year, you're given an opportunity to build a brand new life. Your beginning matters. If you begin well, you end well. If you begin haphazardly, your life will be haphazard. If you don't care about the foundation you develop or you build, the same way, your life will be what? Like a desiccum. Am I talking to somebody? This has nothing to do with religion. It has all to do with how you order your life. The Bible says that God even sits on his throne and is watching how you order your life. Oh, we are praying God will do it. No, God is not doing it anymore. He is depending on you to learn the principles He's established in nature and in this word. I said nature because some people think the word of God is not the word of God. But I believe the word of God is the word of God. For you to be able to have a good principle to live your life by, you have to know the Word of God concerning your life. Anybody here? So your beginning matters a lot. The end of a thing is better than the beginning thereof. Why is that? Because a lot of people have started building buildings without counting the cost. So they have built a shoddy, shoddy is it shoddy or shabby? Foundation. So they don't know what building to put on it. I remember there was a time, there was a very big ministry in Africa somewhere. Uh, if I mention the name, some of you will have an idea. Who started a building? And because they don't have deep inside, you know, Africa, things are not properly checked. There's no building codes and other things. We build a very short, a uh, ministry built a very short, large, uh, what do you call it, space. Here, will be... Term, like a warehouse kind of space, you know, how to build a big space. And he started, and then as people started uh, coming in and the ministry started getting bigger, they didn't consider the foundation for the space they built, settled and covered. They wanted to build more on it. And then they he wants to build more on it. And I think he built to about four floor, And after a while, people were in the building, the building collapsed. Oh, you remember, right? You might have seen it on YouTube. The whole building collapsed while they were having a tally. They call it tally. They go there from Thursday, some Thursday night, and they stay throughout the uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, till they have service on Sunday. A large majority of people in the building, and the building collapsed onto all these people. You see, this is a country that proper, uh, what you, there's no proper accountability and people don't take things into consideration. The fact that you put bricks down doesn't mean that you can add more on top of it. Because if you don't have a good foundation the building cannot survive. This is the case are other people's lives involved. I know in the developed country where some of us live you have building inspectors come check and give you a go ahead even for the slightest thing. If the building can accommodate two people or 200 people, they won't let you put 500 people in there. Why? Because there's proper accountability. Child of God, I'm talking to you by the Spirit of God. Based on how you want your life to be, begin well. Put proper foundations down. Make sure that you rid yourself of things that will rob you of the blessings that God has already empowered you with. The beginning is as important as the end. That's why we read the Psalm 11. If the foundation of the righteous, Jesus says that our righteous, unfortunately, the children of this world are even smarter than the children of life because they take these things into consideration. And some of us just live by, by faith. God will do it. God is not doing something that you should do. So I came to encourage you. I came to advise you. I came to remind you that if you have a journey you are embarking on, if you have a dream, if you have a vision you want to fulfill this year, this year is going to be one of the best years ever. But your responsibility is you have to begin well. Put proper things in its proper place. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is going to be. No matter how you throw cliches around, quote scriptures out of your brain without any proper foundation, let me tell you something, your life is not going anywhere. There is power in studying the word of God and allowing the word of God to direct your life than just trusting just human word, human being giving you their word and telling you God is going to do that and then you live your life just carelessly We are living in days people don't value the word of God anymore. They have grown itchy ears. They want to hear what they want to hear. So if you don't throw them down and push them down and put oil on them and tell them God is saying, they don't believe God is saying, but there's more power behind the word of God than pushing people down. There's more power. The Bible says that uh, so grew mightily the word of God and prevailed. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joint, and of the marrow. If I have anything to recommend to you today, I recommend the word of God because the word of God is the foundation of your life. And as the Bible says, I recommend the word of God to you in which all sons and daughters of God will have inheritance. So if you don't know the word of God, your life is confused. Anybody still here? The greatest hindrance of the believer is not the devil, but himself. The greatest hindrance of the believer is not the devil, but himself. Let me tell you a secret. We give the devil too much credit than he deserves. The devil cannot do anything against you, a child of God, if you don't give him access. And you see, out of our ignorance, we give the devil access into our lives. I'll say that again. I know some people will just, why did he say that? Yes, the greatest hindrance is not the devil, it's you. It's you. If you God has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness, and you don't seek to know how things work, and you're living just by, by faith, God will do it, by faith, God will do it. Guess what? God has already done it, so he's not coming back to do it. You live by not fulfilling that purpose that God placed in your heart. And you turn around and blame the devil for it. Ignorance simply means there is information concerning what you're trying to achieve but you didn't take the time out to research that information so that you can have enough, what? Authority to pursue what you're trying to achieve. Ignorance comes from the word to ignore. What do you ignore? The information. Where is the information? It's in the book. So if the information is there and you're not searching for that information, you're living in ignorance. Are you getting the picture? So in Hosea 4, 6, most of you know that scripture says that people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Knowledge about what? You don't have to know everything. All you have to know is what concerns what you're trying to achieve. The first person to know is you. People don't know that. You have to be self-aware. You have to know what you can and what you cannot do. You have to know the things you know already and the things you have to reinforce in your life. The things that will weaken you, so you have to work on it to come over it, like overcome it. And the things that you have to want, perpetuate, constantly push. I believe in the word consistency, because consistency in life can always bring us to the best place God wants us to be. Consistency. Some of you are too quick to quit. You quickly want things from out of the blues. I like Ecclesiastes, the seventh uh, chapter, the, the, the eighth verse, because it says the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Patience. People don't have patience anymore. People want things overnight. They see somebody work 35 years to build a house. They want to build the same house. How old are they? 18. They want to drive a G-Wagon whereas they don't know even the price of what uh Toyota corona are you hearing what I'm saying it's it sounds funny but that's the generation in which we are in and the church is in big crisis but we don't know who we are and we are just peddling lies false hope there's hope in Christ but don't give them false hope take them the systematic approach to gaining Christ first and the Bible says the Christ in them will bring them to that place of glory. Christ in them. No proper discipleship. People are in church who want to be like the Apostle or the Bishop overnight. And when the Apostle or the Bishop is teaching them the principle as to how to get to where he is, they think it's a long process. But let me tell you consistency, say consistency. What you do constantly, you master. Life must be constant to be able to master it, to get the benefit that life has to offer. Anybody still here? So it's important we don't become afraid or worried about the future. If we know where we're going. Because we don't know what the future holds, but the one who calls us knows the future. Your worry and your anxiety is to be, how can I set principles in place? Build foundations that can carry what I'm trying to work achieve can i say that again if you see a house with a scaffold come up overnight don't envy that house the house is a short house it's a short building but if you see a building scaffolded for years or months and you don't see the building come up i'm telling you you'd be surprised when the sta- scaffoldings are taken off why because that building took a long time to develop and it's coming up in a grand style. I prophesy to you, some of you, your building are, are bigger than what your mind can conceive. God is waiting for you to set proper principles in place. Set proper foundations so that when he blesses you, you become a blessing. You're rushing too much. Patience in spirit is better than proud in spirit. Be patient. Why are you running too? god has given you so many years to live some of you are wasting and squandering that life let every minute of your life count let every second of your life count let every day of your life count let me tell you something i haven't seen people who are pursuing a dream who are gossiping about other people before i haven't seen people who have something to do with their time sitting on facebook or any social media cursing other people out before. It's only people who don't know where they're going that throw shades at other people that are seriously building something with their life. And I've told you before, I'm going to repeat it. Nothing goes unnoticed in the sight of God. Let me tell you, if you're afraid of the devil, be more afraid of God because the Bible says vengeance is his, he will repay. You buy a data and all you do is to discredit people who have worked so hard to build a life that is blessing other people. Begin well. If you wasted all your years, it's not too late. We're still in January. Begin well. I said begin very well. Know where you're going with your life, sit back, sit down, and ask yourself, what are the foundations, the building blocks I should put in place for what I'm trying to achieve? What are those foundations because if your foundation is destroyed today you can't do anything the most dangerous thing I'm afraid of and I hate with the passion is ignorance. ignorance is something that people if people don't know they are they dress it up so well that excuse me to say they'll be spewing negativity, and foolishness, and still don't know that they they are disgracing themselves. Ignorance. Ignorance simply says that I know this little, but I'll talk like I know this much. That's ignorance. We're living in a world where knowledge is increasing. The Bible even says it. In the last days, knowledge will increase. Technology has made knowledge to abound. But what kind of knowledge are you choosing or using to build your life? He says he says knowledge of social media knowledge. Even when I was in college, it's like uh, our professors advised that if you want to do research, make sure that you go to a reputable site. Because people are writing gibberish on putting it on the internet. You can get everything on the internet, I bet you, from A to Z. But the question is, What information are you subscribing to? What information are you using to build your life? Is it the gossip channel? But the point I'm trying to make is, don't build your life with things that are today like mushrooms, and by the time the sun goes down, it's gone. Build your life with eternal things. Don't be afraid of tomorrow. Don't be afraid of the process God will take you through. Because based on where God is taking you, He will take you through some processes that your mind have no idea about. But understanding how God works, when you stay in the course, God will bring you to that aspect. When you put God first in all your endeavors, let me tell you something, you will never fail. Amen. I repeat that. When you put God in all your endeavors, He will put you on a pedestal. When you put god first in everything you do let me tell you people will be uh, complaining and crying but you'll be smiling why because you know it is not by might nor by power but it by the spirit of god abides you when you put god first in all your endeavors he will make you a way for you where there seems to be no way do you trust the god who created the universe and you doubt in him to help you build the life you want to build? the devil is a liar Go back to the drawing board. You can begin again and begin well. Begin by laying good foundation. Job says that though your beginning might be small, your latter ends are greatly increased. To those of you who don't want to begin small, there's no other way than to start small. Everything big you see on this planet started very little. Job 8 7. You can read that. Though your beginning, might be small some of you it looks as if in your family you look insignificant when they're calling people they might not call you but i came to encourage you don't give up don't lose heart god is building you from the inside out there's going to be a day if they don't see you they're not moving out if they don't hear you say something they're not making the decision and i want to remind you don't start complaining then you become a hot cake and everybody will want what you have but right now you are in a work in progress don't let the stresses that happens around you to make you make a quick decision to quit from what God is calling you for God has a good plan plans of good not of evil to bring you to an expected end and if you want to make it in this year which we call the year of our blessed insurance you need these three major things. You ready? Blessed assurance. Blessed assurance. Our year of blessed assurance. Why is it blessed assurance? Because we are assured that God has blessed us. We are sure that He's empowered us to make it. That's why we are preparing ourselves for what is prepared for us. Are you ready for the three things? Very, very clear and very, very important. Clear your mind of all negativity the things that makes you shrink when God is pushing you forward is negative I'll give you scripture back and forth clear your mind any times it comes into you just cast it out oh are you sure this is going to work the devil is a liar it will work in the name of Jesus I know it will work in the name of Jesus so clear your mind nobody can clear your mind for you I told you your mind is like a bare land it's like a backyard land uh you don't plan to plant flowers or grass on it guess what it will grow weeds anyway so for you to control that bare land sow good seeds on that land wake up every morning and speak to yourself like you're speaking in third person hey jojo how are you today you look so nice i like that side bend but you could trim it down a little Oh yeah, you're at the top and you're still rising. Speak some positive things to yourself. And 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 6, I think we can learn something from there. You ready? 2 Corinthians. Hallelujah. Very, very important. I'm teaching you how you can take control of your life. 2 Corinthians 10, right? I said 3 to what? To 6. It says for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk According to the flesh, you see that it's very, very clear. Even though your activities are in the flesh, you're doing business as usual, your life goes beyond the physical. Look at this. So, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not physical, but mighty in God for pulling down what? For pulling down what? Come on, shout it for pulling down what? where are those strongholds they are in our minds a stronghold otherwise a fortress the devil builds fortress with all the negativity we experience go through here and he builds that in your mind so if you don't destroy that fortress that stronghold every time god tells you jump you second guess god because the devil has told you you can't do it the devil is alive so rid yourself of all negative thoughts that thoughts that make you feel that you're not lovable, nobody likes you, because the first person you dealt with gave you that feeling that because of the way they treated you, so nobody will like you. The only some manipulators will go to the extent of telling you, as for you, nobody will love you than how I love you. You know what they do? Why they do that? So that you won't go anywhere for them to what? To manipulate and abuse you. This year, no abuse. This year, no manipulation. Hold your own self. Have your own mind. Get out of ignorance. You can make it all by yourself. With the help of God, you can make it all by yourself. Hallelujah. So it says what? Cast down imaginations. Verse 4. Pulling down strongholds. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring in every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So when you submit yourself to God, you have authority to tell that mind, hey, that's not how I want you to think. Say hey. Hey, hey is drawing somebody's attention. How many of you know sometimes you can sit there like a board meeting going on in your head? Uh, the part of you say you can the other part say you can't do, and the, the middle one say, I'm, I'm, I'm ready waiting for you. So wherever you decide, I'm ready to go. So you have to have control of that thinking. Anytime the, your mind says you can't do, say I can. Say I can. Shout to say I can. Because philosophy has designed and has determined that if you say you can, you can. If you say you cannot, you cannot. There's no middle way about it. So choose always to think about positivity. Tell yourself there's more opportunity in life than the difficulty I'm going through. Our God is a God of possibilities. With God, all things, not some things, all things are possible. Is anybody learning anything? I'll add another bonus Philippians 4 8. If there's anything, think on these things. It was emphatic things that are good things that are noble, things that are of good report. So if the thing is not a good report, don't listen to it. It will affect your mind. Philippians 4, 8. If it's not good, especially gossip. Gossip destroys great men and great women. Somebody can tell you something negative about somebody over and over and over, and then you tend to believe it. You see the person, then you see your attitude changes. It's what you've heard. I've liked some people without seeing them because of how somebody spoke well about them over and over and over again. My mom told me something: if you can't say something good about somebody, please don't say anything, because words are powerful. You're sowing seeds. Why speak evil about somebody you don't know? And then when you come to find out that what you said is wrong, guess what? The danger is you don't get opportunity to go back to correct it. Whatsoever a man sows. That shall he reap. The law of karma is real. If you choose to destroy people, there's no telling how your life will end. So please, take a very good stand. This is the beginning of the year. The second point I want to emphasize to you is acknowledge him in all you do. Acknowledge the God that began with you. He who began a good thing will finish it. How can he finish it? When you cooperate with him. If he's taking you into a different direction and you want to take another direction, guess what? He will not force you. He'll wait for you to go through the struggle and acknowledge him, and then he will bring you back to that place. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Do you check God or check in with God when you're making decisions? Or you make decisions and say, God, hey, this is what I'm doing. Stamp it up for me. You see, this is how you begin your life well. This is how you do it. God, I'm at crossroads. I don't know if I should do X, Y, X, Z or B, A, B, C. God said, you know what, well, stay in the middle and keep going. When you have to turn left, I'll let you know. See, walking with God is by faith. If you want to know everything about God before we walk with him, you miss him. He's one person you can't predict. And I told somebody, if you can predict God, you don't need him. I'll say that again. To some of you goody-two-shoes people who always want a prophetic word, let me tell you, people are telling you what they think you should hear. The best prophetic word is the word that comes out of your spirit. You know God has spoken, and you can't doubt it. Those are some of the things God says to you you can't share with anybody. But some of them can be so weird, nobody will believe you. Stay with him. Listen to him. That voice can be a still small voice. It can be a little bubble in his spirit. And then your mind is clicked to that and said, Wow, I've been thinking about it. Let me take this course. And then boom, you see that because you listen to the voice of the Spirit of God in you, your life gets back on course. Some of you are wandering too much. you are taking years to do what God asks you to take days to do. Years. Would you wise up this year and get God involved? Proverbs 5, 3, 5 to 6. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Anybody learning anything? Yes. Very, very important. Get God in everything you do. Set your plans in place, but make sure you consult Him first. Some of you will go and do what you have to do when your life gets decombobulated. And you want to go into prayer and fasting to bother God about it. Amen. Learn to stay in his will. His will for your life is what defines who you are. Are you a proverbs? 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Sometimes your mind can play games with you. Verse 6, very important. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he would direct your path. Since you don't know everything, you need his guidance. So when you acknowledge him, sometimes there's that little knowledge he puts on you, your spirit, and then he tells you, wait a while. How many of you have had that experience before? You had a strong head to do something. The moment you're starting or you want to take initiative, you have this knowledge to, to wait. You didn't listen. You took the step and there was a lot of hindrance. It's not the devil. God is giving you a sound that it's not time yet. Say yet. Anytime you hear yet, there's going to be a, a change after. So I don't like people using the term God has not failed me yet. It's like you're waiting for God to fail you. God hasn't failed. So when you say God hasn't failed me, don't put yet to. Your problems will change. Your problems will definitely change because problems are not meant to be permanent. So learn to trust God. Learn to acknowledge Him in everything you do. And the last but not the least, make sure you confess what you want, what you want to see happen in your life, and not what is happening around you. Did you hear that clearly? Say what you want, what you want to see happen. This morning when we're coming, I don't know. Intuitively, I w- i don't want to pass park too far away from this building. So I told First Lady, "I pray in the name of Jesus, we get a parking close proximity to the building, so that we don't walk too far." Guess what? By the time we get here, right on the spot. You see, sometimes we take these principles for granted, but when you embark on a principle for a long time and it becomes part of you, it becomes easier. And people think that, oh, it's just a fake. It's a fact. Listen, personally, it's been a lifestyle. From when I became born again at the age, I think 17 going on 18, I've had encounters upon encounters that has assured my spirit that anything I say and I mean what I say, God backs it up. Because God has given me the power of confession. Life and death are in the power of my tongue. I remember I was in secondary school, very, very Ojasius, uh, we call it Ojashas do you understand? Very zealous for God. There was a day, for some reason, I went through the day not fasting, but didn't have food to eat. I mean, I'm talking from a developed country, so you might not understand it. But where I come from, sometimes you have to trust God for your daily living. Trust God, literally. Didn't eat breakfast, went through lunch, it was around 5.30, 6.00, I was going through dinner. I said, God, no, it's not going to happen. I got to eat. So quietly in my spirit, I said, God, tonight, I got to have some nice dinner. Guess what? I had a dodge. I looked down. I looked down, and there was a nice, uh, uh, the amount will be irrelevant now because the money has changed drastically. I found like 50 cities on the floor. The equivalent of 50 cities now on the floor. In the coin. Those times it was a big silver coin. On the floor. Guess what? I had a nice dinner. (laughs) It sounds so innocent. But you see, that's how you train your spirit, man. Learn to talk to God. Learn to communicate with God the best way you can. Don't be too religious and always uh, uh, create an altar. The altar is in your spirit, man. That physical space, you go to kneel and pray. When you travel, that's because physical space will not go with you. But the act of God is in your spirit. Is that connection God has with you in his spirit. You could be on a flight and just something babbles up, just pray in tongues for a few minutes. You don't know what God is using you to do. Learn to be spiritual more than religious. Pray in tongues. When I'm flying, especially long flights, I use tongues as a means of what, a uh, tranquilizer to sleep. How many of you have just been so busy, you don't sleep all of a sudden you want to pray You of praying in tongues and you start snoring? Yes! Don't go and get that alcohol, pray in tongues. Amen? Instead of being filled with wine where in essence pray in the state, it's biblical. You see, and whilst you're praying in the spirit, you see, apart from you building yourself spiritually, you see, you're settling that mind that is always anxious. Your mind can drive you crazy based on what you want to achieve. Visionaries are sleepless people. They're not sleeping because their mind is always occupied. But I'm giving you basic things you can set as a foundation for your beginnings. When you begin well with these principles, guess what? Your life will be on course. Make sure that you don't entertain negativity. Make sure you acknowledge in everything you do. And most importantly, when you wake up in the morning, don't confess what you see around you. Don't listen to the news and let the news determine your day. Confess what you want to see happen. Example is, this is the day you, God, has made. I have to rejoice and be glad in it. Whatever happens around me, I'm, I'm on top and I'm still rising because you say you made me the head and not the tail. I know the bills are there, but every month you take me through it. So I don't have any doubt to doubt you this time. Being 15th of the month or 30th of the month, that doesn't matter. You have control over everything. Everything. You supply my needs according to your riches in glory. Not according to my bank account, but according to your son. If you gave me your son, you freely give me all things. That car note is paid.
1: That mortgage
0: is paid. That school, uh, what do you call it? Loan that is nagging me is paid in full. Thank you, Lord, that I'm going to have a perfect day. I give you praise. I give you glory. Walk out of your house in comfort because God hears every voice and let me tell you it doesn't matter how you say it you can say it in ebonics you can say it in broken English you can say it in your, your dialect you can say it any way you want God will hear you and there are times that you take time aside and go into your altar I'm not debunking the altar thing but all I'm saying is don't restrict yourself when it comes to God remember the spirit of God in you is what connects you to God so when you speak from your spirit God hears you He's able to do far more exceedingly abundantly above what you ask or think according to that power that is in you if this message has blessed you please do us a favor
1: we want a lot of
0: people reached with the gospel of Christ share it right Share it if you haven't already joined the wisdom family. You're not connected to the wisdom family, subscribe and and press the notification that bell icon so that anytime we post new videos, you'll be notified. God bless you. This is your humble servant, Apostle Adi, wishing you all the best. Begin well. God bless you. Uh